Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air today. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or anything going on in your life that you'd like to talk about or receive prayer for. We'd love to talk with you and pray for you and hopefully answer some of your questions. Give us a call. The number is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897 for the text line. We want to welcome those of you who are tuning in today in Colorado and Wyoming on Grace FM. We also want to welcome those of you who are listening on Hope FM on the East Coast in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and Maryland. And we also want to welcome those listening on Truth FM in Tennessee and parts of North Carolina and Kentucky. Just so blessed and encouraged to see how God is growing uh, the audience for this show as many people are being able to tune in in different uh, areas now. And we also want to greet those of you who are listening online. We know that every week uh, we you know, we're able to monitor who is tuning in in different places around the country and even around the world. And so we are so glad wherever you're tuning in from, uh, if you're tuning in over the Internet, whether that's through our website, gracefm.com, where you can always go and you can tune in there. Or uh, we know so many of you tune in through the mobile app. So there's a great app that we have, and it's available for all your devices, Android, Apple, all of them. And you can just go to your App Store or Google Play Store, and you can just type in, uh, Grace FM, one word, and it'll come up, and that is free for you to download, and you can listen to this show and any of the other programs here on Grace FM Live. Uh, they're in the app on your mobile device, and so however you've tuned in today, we are so glad that you're with us. We would love to hear from you. Give us a call. Tell us what's going on in your mind and in your heart and in your life. Let us know if there are any questions we can answer for you from the Bible or if we can pray for you. Again, the number to call is 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand. That's three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Or text us at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. That's seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. And here at the beginning of the show is always kind of the best time to call in if you've been wanting to get on the air with your question because we usually have a few minutes here as the calls start to come in right at the beginning of the show. So do give us a call. We want to remind you that those of you listening on the East Coast in the area around Tennessee, you are hearing this program on a one-week delay. So just keep that in mind, but we would love to hear from you, and we'd love for you to call in, and we'd love to speak with you, pray for you, answer those questions, and then you'll have the opportunity to tune in the next week and hear yourself on the radio, and you can tell friends and family to tune in as well. So a unique opportunity for you guys, but just keep in mind that you're hearing the show on a one-week delay. A few words about myself. My name is Pastor Nick Cady. I'm the pastor of Whitefields Community Church, which is located in Longmont, Colorado. Our church meets right in downtown Longmont. So if you are familiar with Longmont or if you live in the town or in the surrounding areas, our church meets right at the 
corner of Longs Peak Avenue and Kaufman Street. So just on the northwest corner of Longs Peak Avenue and Kaufman Street, which is just one block west of Main Street on Longs Peak Avenue. And we're right on the edge on the corner of Roosevelt Park, which is the city park here in Longmont. And we're just to the south of the downtown park and ride. So there's lots of parking around us, very central location. Uh, and we would love for you to join us. Our church meets on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Our address, uh, for those of you who want to look us up and, and come, is 700 Longs Peak Avenue. So 700 Longs Peak Avenue. And that's Longmont, Colorado. And so whether you're in, in Longmont proper or maybe you're in uh, Lyons or uh, Berthoud, Mead, Frederick, Firestone, Decono, uh, Erie, Lafayette, North Boulder, um, Niwot, we would love for you to join us. And if you know people in this area, send them our way. God's doing great things at Whitefields. I'm excited to be a part of it, and we'd love for you to be a part of it as well. Uh, we gather at, on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for worship and the Word. You can check us out online and listen to some past messages, uh, meet our staff, all that great stuff over at whitefieldschurch.com. That's whitefieldschurch.com. And you can also hear me every weekday here on Grace FM at 2.30 p.m. We have a show called Life in the Field, and then on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. So uh, if you're not in church for some reason on Sunday morning at 10 a.m., you can tune into Grace FM and hear our studies on there as well. Uh, currently, we are studying through First and Second Thessalonians. Our series is called Upside Down, and what that is is it's a reference to uh, something that they said about the Christians in Acts chapter 17 when Paul and Timothy went to, and Silas, right, the three guys and the people with them, they went to Thessalonica. It says that the people there accused them. They said, these men who have turned the world upside down have now come here also. And I just think that is so uh, great to be accused of turning the world upside down because we live in a, a topsy-turvy world where so many things are upside down from how they ought to be. But what we have there in, in First Thessalonians is people who don't even know the Lord, but they're seeing this and testifying to the fact that as Christianity is coming in, it's changing everything. It's changing people's lives. It's changing society. It's changing the way that people value things. And so uh, it's turning things upside down. But in a topsy-turvy world, to turn things upside down is really to make them right side up. And so uh, in First Thessalonians, that's what we see. And so this past Sunday, we did an outdoor service, something we do once a year in the park right there, Roosevelt Park right here in downtown Longmont. And it was great. We had uh, so many people show up and, and just a wonderful time worshiping the Lord outside the four walls of our church. Um, and we studied a great passage. It's from First Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. And this is the passage where Paul talks about the return of Jesus and what will happen to those who are still alive when Jesus returns. And uh, is, is a great uh, study in the Word. So maybe there's some of you listening and you have questions about that topic. I would love to discuss that with you. It's fresh on my mind, this topic of eschatology, the return of Jesus, and, and those things. So uh, do give us a call. And this coming Sunday, we're going to talk about an, a related theme because it's continuing in that same section. Uh, in chapter 5, Paul talks about the day of the Lord and what that means. And so I know so many people are curious about that and interested in it. And really, I would say this, for a lot of people, they, they act and think as if issues of the return of Jesus and these sorts of things, uh, what we call eschatology, right, the study of the end times or the last things, the final things, um, 
they say, you know, that's kind of maybe a peripheral topic. But if you look at the teachings of Jesus, if you look at the beliefs of the early church, you find that for them, it was not peripheral at all. It was very much core to the gospel. And I, I believe that's actually right. And I'll, I'll share a few more thoughts on that. Um, but I would love to talk with you if you call in. Uh, right now, we're going to go to Bianca in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Bianca. Welcome to the program. Hi, I have a prayer request. I've been trying to learn a different language for the sake of, I really feel led from the Lord to minister to some people, and I'm just having a hard time because I know it's a hard language, and so I just like some prayer for wisdom and maybe the Lord to send me someone who can teach me if it's His will. Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for Bianca and I pray for uh, her. Just thank you, Lord, for her desire to share the good news about Jesus with other people. Um, and I pray, Lord, this desire to learn another language, to be able to speak to these people and communicate uh, your truth to them. Lord, that's an honorable desire. And Lord, I pray that you would bless her in that. I pray that you would um, bring to her somebody who can help her with that. And Lord, I pray that you would work supernaturally in her life, that she would be able to learn that language and get over those language barriers. Lord, I do pray that you would bless her, show her grace as she seeks to learn this language, as she might speak to the people who you love so much. And I pray that you would bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And, Thank you. Know, you know, Bianca, I, uh, I'm bilingual myself. I, I can relate to that. I remember um, a time in my life when I, you know, prayed for increased fluency and uh, God answered that prayer. And so I'd encourage you, yeah, just keep praying about it and keep after it. Um, it's possible. So. Yeah, I know all those European languages are really hard to learn. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, God bless you, Bianca. Thanks God for calling. God bless in. you. Bye. All right, bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. Again, this is the program where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or anything going on in your life that you'd like prayer for. If there's something maybe that came up in your Bible reading that you're unsure about, give us a call. We'd love to talk with you and hopefully uh, work through that and help you answer some of those questions or pray for the needs that you have. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. Once again, the text line 720-336-0897. It looks like we've got two open lines right now, so it's a great time to call in. We'd love to hear from you. You know, one of the things I was saying before we went to Bianca on this topic of the coming of the Lord and this idea of eschatology. Well, as I was teaching this Sunday, you know, this is one of the, one of the topics that came up is that in, um, in reality, you know, issues of eschatology are not peripheral to Christianity. They're not uh, secondary issues. In fact, they're absolutely primary. And I'll tell you why, because you could put it this way, all of Christianity, starting in Genesis 3, the third chapter of Genesis, all the way through the book of Revelation, all of the Bible is eschatologically focused. And what I mean by that, when I say eschatology, I'm not just talking about, um, you know, timelines of 
like when certain aspects of you know the end times calendar are going to take place in relation to each other what i'm talking about is that that's part of it but it's bigger than that right so it's the study of the eschaton the eschaton means the final event right and that is when uh, jesus will return we call it the day of the lord there will be a final judgment we're talking about the new heavens the new earth the new jerusalem we're talking about heaven and hell and these matters of eternity and all of the bible and the reason why Jesus came, he's an eschatological savior. And the hope that we have as Christians is a truly eschatological hope, meaning that it is focused on the future. And as Christians, the hope that we have because of Jesus, it should make us the most optimistic people in the world. Uh, I like this phrase that I heard this guy use. His name is Ben Corson. And he says, um, he uses the word optimistfit. He says, in a world that is often filled with hopelessness, we as Christians are optimistfits. We're optimistic because of the hope that we have in Jesus. And it's not just optimism for the sake of optimism. It's not just uh, seeing the glasses half full, if you will. Right? What we have is essentially like a something that we can grab onto and hold onto in the midst of uh, of the waves and the the trials of this life you can imagine if two people are dropped out of the helicopter but one of them has a life jacket you know the one is going to get dragged under and will drown under the waves of you know whether that's sorrow or difficulty but the person who has a life jacket like a life jacket what we need as as people we need a life jacket for our soul something that isn't just positive thinking but something that is actually of substance that can hold us up in the midst of uh the the waves and the trials uh, of life that come against us. And that's what we have in the gospel, this eschatological hope. And what I was thinking about the other day is that even people who are not believers uh, in Jesus, they have an eschatological hope of some kind. And if they don't, then they are truly hopeless. But, you know, you can even think about people who don't believe in Jesus who who um, will say things like, oh, you know, this person passed away and now they're in a better place. Well, that's an eschatological uh, statement and the question is, is it true or is there a basis for believing that? And I, I would argue that it's only in Jesus that we can truly have the hope, the eschatological hope that we need to have in order to uh, be optimistic about the future in all of the best and, and most godly and spiritual ways. So let's go to our next caller, Joe in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Joe. Welcome to the program. Hi there. Hey. Um, yeah, so I am... Uh, pursuing uh, marriage with my significant other and, uh, you know, going through counseling and whatnot. And I'm just having a hard time letting go of a promiscuous past. Mm -hmm. And so I would just ask for, you know, any guidance and, and prayer to help me with that. Sure. I mean, are you speaking of yourself or is this um, like you're, you're having a hard time letting go of your own past or is it having a hard time working through uh, perhaps the sins of you know, the past sins of the person you love. Is that what you mean? Yeah, the latter. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, I can absolutely pray for you. Um, any advice I can give you, you know, I'm just, uh, I was looking through some old notes today, and I was looking at Hosea. And um, one of the things that I love about uh, Hosea is that Hosea is essentially a picture of what it means to to live out the gospel. You know, Hosea was called to essentially preach a sermon with his life, but it wasn't a sermon that was really reflective of who Hosea was or like, you know, how Hosea loved his wife. It was essentially Hosea was called to do something which was a reflection 
of what God had done for him and what God had done for other people. And it's such a moving story uh, because of that very fact. And I would argue this, that so much of the way that people look at marriage today is, is focused on how is marriage going to be a blessing for me? What can I get out of it? I, I believe this is also how the majority of people in our society also look at um, children, right? Raising children is that, you know, this child is, this is really going to fulfill my life to have a child and it'll fulfill my dreams and I'll get to have this companion or I'll get to do these things with my child. But I would, I would argue that what we're called to as Christians is something better than that. And I would argue that it's, it's much more life-giving ultimately in the end. Uh, both for you and your partner, or you know, even this applies to children as well. But it's this, that your goal in marriage is primarily, number one, to honor God, but number two, it is primarily to love and to serve your spouse. And it is in doing that that you will be blessed and that you will grow, that you will uh, receive joy ultimately. And it's a totally different way of thinking about it. Like even with parenting, right? That, that the purpose of parenting is to, is to love these children and serve them and pour into them. It's a very different approach than saying, you know, what, how is this going to fulfill my life? Because let's say, um, you know, like in a case like yours, you know, that, that's a very hard thing to deal with. It's a very hard thing to, to maybe get over or to um, deal with unless you approach marriage from the perspective of saying, here's this person and I'm going to place my love upon this person just as God has placed his love upon me. Um, I am going to uh, not hold their past against them uh, just as God doesn't hold my past against me. And I am going to love and serve this person um, not because of myself but for the sake of the other person. And um, I know that that um, you know, might not be emotionally satisfying but you're struggling with right now uh, in coping with and, and processing. But um, I do think that ultimately that is um, going to be helpful in your relationship. So uh, let me let me pray for you, though. Absolutely. Heavenly Father, I pray for Joe, and I thank you for bringing him together uh, with this person that he loves and that they're preparing to get married. Lord, I thank you that truly all things are out on the table, and uh, Joe is able to, to know um, his significant others past and lord i pray that as he uh, moves forward with this lord i pray that you would help him to have this perspective towards this relationship that he gets the privilege and the opportunity to love this person and to reflect the gospel to reflect what you've done in his life towards this person and lord i pray that any uh, hesitations any perhaps a uh, nagging feelings or questions in the back of his mind. Lord, I pray that you would settle those and I pray that you would uh, help him, empower him, strengthen him to love and serve his future spouse in the ways that you've loved and served him. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. You bet, Joe. God bless you. Thanks for calling in. Uh, bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. We have all open lines once again. The number to call is 303-690-3000. That's 303-690-3000. Or you can text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897.
Well, uh, one of the questions that I was asked uh, recently by one of our callers, or actually a texter, was, uh, you know, how can you, how can you listeners pray for me? Well, I really appreciate that. I, I love, uh, you know, praying for you all on the show, and uh, I appreciate the fact that you guys want to pray for me. I was going to tell you, one thing is um, our church here in Longmont, we're currently praying about, we've been saving towards uh, getting a, a facility of our own, a property of our own, and um, we have a great situation where we're at we're renting but uh, we do believe the next step for us and what we're doing is to have our own place so anyway we're looking at a place tonight so if you would please pray for that we'd really appreciate it and um yeah let's go to some more uh text questions as we wait for those num uh those calls to come in feel free to call in we've got uh, open lines we'd love to hear from you and answer your questions about the bible or pray for you and your prayer requests the number to call is 303 Six nine zero three thousand. It's three zero three six nine zero three thousand. Or you can text us at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. That's seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. You know, just one one more thought uh, uh, regarding Joe's call and what we were saying about how you know with so many marriages, it's kind of this um, me marriage things, or it's really focused on you know what can this marriage give to me, or you know we we. I associated that with children, you know, what can children, you know, how will uh, being a parent or becoming a parent, how will that bless me or fulfill my desires? One of the things that I've noticed is that um, when you do that, what you, what you're essentially doing is you're placing a huge burden upon the other person. Essentially what you're saying to them um, in your spouse or in your child, right, is you're saying um, you exist, the reason I'm in a relationship with you um, the reason I brought you into the world, for example, in the case of children, is to fulfill me and some, you know, felt need or desire that I had. And so you put that on. It's like saying, hey, carry this weight, this burden on your shoulders. You exist to fulfill me, so do it, right? And just think about um, not only is that a burden for a spouse to carry, one that they're not going to be able to fulfill because truly what all of us long for in our heart of hearts can only be found in and through Jesus Christ. Um, but think about what a burden that is to place on a child, right? Like a child, you know, you exist to be my companion. You exist to fulfill my dreams, right? The things that I've uh, hoped and dreamed in, that's why you're here. And, you know, you think about what, it, what happens, though, if you have a child who has, for example, a disability. And you, your approach to them is that you... Um, you know, you believe that they exist to fulfill you in some way. Well, if they, let's say they have a disability in some way that they're, they're never going to be able to be perhaps what you hoped that they would be, or perhaps they just aren't they, the kind of person that you imagined yourself raising, or, or let's say something happens in your marriage. Uh, having these two different approaches to marriage and child rearing uh, will absolutely determine the way that you, you treat that person, the way that you think about it. And I, I've seen it go badly so many times where I've seen people who, um, for example, they'll, they'll have these dreams about having a child and, or maybe they'll, and, and then maybe they never are able to have a child for uh, physiological reasons, or perhaps they have a child and the child has some sort of handicap. And, and sometimes, you know, worst case scenarios, you'll see people even abandon those children um, for reasons like that, or they'll abandon a marriage because they feel that it's not fulfilling them. And what a what a different picture the Bible gives us, which is one focused on, here is this person, I get a privilege, I get the joy 
of just as God has loved me, just as God has blessed me and taken care of me and, and loved me and forgiven me and blessed me, I get to do that now for this other person. It's like a, it's almost like a challenge that I get to enjoy every single morning as I wake up. It's just a very different picture and it leads to very different outcomes. So let's go to our next caller, Leslie in Denver, Colorado. Hi, Leslie. Welcome to the program. Hi, thanks. And thanks for that, um, that insight right there. It was, it was helpful. Good. I'm glad. Um, I, I first have a, a praise report and the two are, the two are linked. Um, I've been calling in. I don't, I don't know if I've ever spoken to you, but I've been calling in now for probably two solid years. Not a lot, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, about two years ago, I, I called in because I started fasting, um, and praying for my husband's salvation. And, um, I called in at, at some point for a praise report because I felt like I could truly see God moving in his life. Um, well, about um, two or three months ago, I felt like um, my prayers changed from um, Lord soften his heart and let him hear your true word and your message to humble him because I felt like, um, I don't know, I just felt like he was in this, he was just a, a little uh, proud, and I felt like he was he was just never going to feel like he needed God, and so my prayers changed. And um, about a month ago, um, he was humbled in the most unexpected way, and I don't want to go into details, but um, sure. it wasn't a good situation, and it brought him to his knees, crying out to God, saying that he needed him in his life. And um, I felt like I wasn't with him at the time, but I felt like God was telling me this is part of the plan. And so I had some peace over the situation. Um, and he came home a totally changed man. And I just was, I couldn't believe the transformation in front of my eyes and just, just answered prayer that I had been praying so long for. And so I just have this praise report that I felt like, um, I, I, I almost, um, I, I feel like I had a little bit of unbelief or a little bit of lack of faith, like it was never going to happen. And I, I was in the midst of long suffering and I just kept praying to God and just kept praying and kept praying. And he, he just is amazing how he works. And I just want to offer that praise report, um, because it, it was amazing to witness. That's awesome. I'm so glad to hear yeah. that. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Hey, and thanks yeah, for calling praise in. The Lord. Yeah. And I, so I, I, at one point, I wanted to literally stand on top of my house and just scream from the roof, like, what had happened? And then literally, like, in the same 24-hour period, uh, the consequences of this event um, also hit me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he's a new believer now, thank God. And, um, but um, I also believe, you know, that there are consequences for this event. And I believe ultimately that um, this is all for God's glory and that, um, everything will work out for good in the end, but we're dealing with the, the middle the middle stuff right now. So sure. um, that's the stuff that's been a little bit hard for our family. So um, that's the stuff that I'm just asking um, for prayer. Uh, yeah. I know that ultimately it's going to be good. Cool. Well, let me let me pray for you. We've got one minute until our break, so it should be plenty of okay. time for our prayer, and then we'll go to our break. So let's pray for you. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, we pray for Leslie. Thank you, Lord, for hearing her prayers. Thank you for guiding her by your spirit as to how she should pray for her husband. And thank you, Lord, that you're working in her life. Thank you that you give her you know, steadfastness and patience and the ability to love him, even in the midst of these uh, trials and difficulties. But Lord, I pray now as they're dealing with kind of the 
collateral damage of whatever happened, Lord, that would you give them the grace to work through it. But thank you, Lord, that now they work through it as, I hope, a team and people who are able to come together, Lord, as that kind of cord of three strands with you in the middle. And they're able to uh, deal with the collateral damage of this, but also move forward in hope. And, um, and Lord, sometimes you break us in order to rebuild us better. And I, I pray that that would absolutely be the case with Leslie's husband. Lord, give him grace, give him strength, and give him hope, even joy in the midst of this. Lord, that you use this in his life to do your work. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Leslie. God bless you. Thanks Thank for you. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. We're going to our mid-show break. We'll be back in two minutes' time. You're listening to Calvary Live. Give us a call, 303 690 3,000, 303-690-3,000. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3,000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon and welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air today. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible and uh, any questions that you have regarding things in your life that you would like advice on, or if you'd like prayer for something, we'd love to talk with you and pray for you and hopefully answer some of your questions. Give us a call. The number to call is 303-690-3000. It's 303 303- Six nine zero three thousand, or text us at seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. That's seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. We have all open lines right now. It's a great time to call in with your questions and prayer requests. Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. And um, we do have some text messages we'll go to in just a second. But we'd love to have some more callers. So give us a call three zero three six nine zero. 3,000. I wanted to follow up on our last caller, Leslie, you know, just calling in and, uh, you know, it's just saying, you know, she wants to just shout from the roof of her house about the great things that God has done. You know, I remember a time in my life where God uh, did something great in our lives. Our daughter was very sick. She's in the hospital and even in a coma at one point and totally recovered. And one of the things that came to my mind is this section in First Chronicles chapter 16. And it's, it's got this common theme. David, you know, the Ark of the Covenant is placed inside the tent of meeting, right? The tabernacle. And um, David sings this song of thanks. But I always think about this song. And I'll just read you some of the verses. This is First Chronicles chapter 16, starting in verse 8. It says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. But notice what he says. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of his wondrous works. And then he goes on and he says, remember the wondrous works that he has done. Remember his miracles and the judgments he has uttered. And he says, remember his covenant forever, his word that he commanded, the covenant that he made. And then he goes, uh, sing to the Lord, tell of his salvation, declare his glory among the nations and tell his marvelous works among the people. For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And what struck me uh, as I was reading this verse, I mean, at that time, especially when God had done this amazing thing in our life, is that essentially what David's saying is that the way that we bring glory to God among the peoples of the world is by telling the stories of how he has done great things in our lives. 
we were able to tell these testimonies. So like, you know, Leslie calls in and she tells this testimony. You know, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed and God heard my prayers. You know, God did this in my daughter's life and healed her. And it's just so, um, I think it's so important that I would say we have what you might call a spiritual and a holy obligation. If you've got a story about what God has done in your life, I believe it's an obligation to share that testimony. You remember, that's what Jesus told his disciples. He told them in Acts chapter 2, he said, Hey, you guys, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you, and you are going to be my witnesses. I'm sorry, that's Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But he says, You are going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now think about that. What does a witness do? If you've ever been a witness in a court trial, for example, I, I've had that um, opportunity a few times where I witnessed something and I got called into court and what did they want me to say? They wanted me to just say what I had seen and heard. That was it. They didn't really ask for my opinion on a lot of things. They just said, you tell us what you saw, tell us what you heard. That's your testimony. And really, as, as believers, that's what we are called to do is to testify. You know, I, I love what it says in, in Acts. You know, they're told not to speak anymore. I was just reading it today in Acts chapter 4. They're told to not speak anymore. The authorities called in, the early Christians said, don't speak anymore in the name of Jesus. And they said, I mean, hey, as respectfully as we can possibly say this, how can you expect us to stop talking about what we have seen and heard? And I would say this, that that is the holy obligation that we have. If God has done something in your life, you go out and talk about what he has done. That's how you bring glory. We always talk, hey, I'm going to glorify the Lord. I'm going to you know, bring glory to him. How do you do that practically? Here's one way, by going out and telling the stories of what he has done in your life, as David says there in First Chronicles 16. So uh, thank you, Leslie, for that testimony. Let's go to our next call, Michelle in Maryland. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Van Litter. Van Litter. How you doing? I'm doing great. What's up? Mm. I'm calling to ask a question. And um, in Proverbs, I, I cannot remember where I found it. In the Word, God's Word is saying, wisdom is an offense and money is an offense. Could you tell me the scriptures that found in? It says that because, money is an offense? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, wisdom is an offense or uh, defense. Is that, it, it, I don't know. The scripture is in Proverbs. Um, well, I'll give you a few verses in Proverbs that speak about money. Um, I'm not sure which one you're thinking of, but I'll give you a few. Okay. Um, let me get to it. Okay, so um, here's one. Proverbs 23, verses 4 through 5. It says, Do not wear yourself out in order to get rich. Do not trust in your own cleverness. Cast okay. but a glance at riches and they are gone, for they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. Another one says this, He who trusts in his riches will fall, but the righteous shall flourish like a green leaf. Um, here's another one that says, as uh, Proverbs 11, Wealth is worthless in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, the reason why I call because I gone to the church last Monday to get help. I got help from the one time in March of this year. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, it helped. It helped me. And then I, I just went gone back. My mother and I went gone back last Monday. And the lady called me this morning and told me, asked me, have I applied some time ago? And I said yes in March. 
and uh, I paid my part. I paid a, a portion, then the church did the portion, and I gave another amount to the place where I live. So my mother, she was calling some contact the church and go down to the church, and then we gone down there last Monday. Then I gone down there and applied for the lady says she's going to talk to one of the ministers in the finance department whether I can get the um it's a back payment of in February, and the rental office is telling me to go to the department of service. Not going there, I couldn't get no help. But can you pray for the God and lay his hand on and give me favor for the situation? It's just a one-time thing. Because yeah. um, I got to pay the money back. I got to just come out of my pocket and pay partial. And the people don't want to keep taking partial payments and they may evict me. And I and you pray to God and give the people at the church I go to favor uh, the reverend and uh, the finance department of the church I attend. And then, I mean, I get evicted and put out because I'm yeah. on uh, low-income housing, subsidized housing. And, yeah. uh, Let's pray for you. Okay. Heavenly Father, pray for Michelle. Lord, I thank you uh, that she's got this church that's willing to help her out financially. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you would help them to work together so that uh, this can be the best outcome for Michelle that, um, as she's able to pay back, as she's able to um, return what they've lent her, Lord, I pray that you'd, um, you'd, Lord, help them work this out. Give them grace and patience that they might do this without any kind of animosity between each other, that they might do this as family, as brothers and sisters. And, um, Lord, we just pray that your will would be done in Michelle's life as regards her finances. Lord, we pray that you would provide for her. Um, thank you that she has a place to live, but I pray that she would be able to make the payments, and, Lord, that you would help her to be able to make money, to be able to pay back these debts that she has. Lord, I pray that you would watch over her and take care of her. Um, and, Lord, help her to have a good and proper and holy attitude about money. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Okay. Thank you so much. God bless you, Michelle. All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts live on the air. This is the show where you can call in with your questions about the Bible or anything else going on in your life. We would love to talk with you and pray for you and answer your questions. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Or text us at 0897. Again, the text line 720-336-0897. Let's go over to that text line and look at a few text messages we have in the meantime as we wait for more calls to come in. Uh, one person texts in and says, please pray for a very difficult conversation I will have with my teenage son tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Let's pray for you. Heavenly Father, we pray for uh, this person who's texted in. Um, just, you know, I can feel the heartache that they're, they're, they're experiencing, uh, having this teenage son, having to have this difficult conversation, Lord, whatever it is, whatever's going on in his life, Lord, whatever it is that, um, they need to talk about, Lord, I just pray that your presence would be in that place. I pray that this, this teenage son would feel the love of his parent tonight as, uh, he or she reaches out to him and, and, uh, seeks to minister to him. Lord, I pray that uh, he would be open to it, that you would take away, um, Lord, if the enemy is trying to grab hold of his life and twist it, Lord, I pray that you would bind the enemy 
in his life. Lord, I pray that he would just have the clarity of mind to understand uh, what is being talked about and the love of his parent uh, and why this is important. And Lord, I do pray that you would uh, save this young man from, Lord, the, this, this, um, the bonds of death, right? Sin getting its claws in his life. Lord, I pray that you would uh, save him from that. Lord, I pray that he would turn to you and that you do a radical work in his life and that he would be your child. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, you're listening to Calvary Live. Pastor Nick Cady here. Uh, the number to call is 303-690-3000. or text us at 720-336-0897. That's 720-336-0897 for the text line. Let's go back to the phone lines with Christine in New Jersey. Hi, Christine. Welcome to the program. Hi, Nick. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Very happy to talk with you. Yeah, what's up? My question is uh, about the subject of pharmacia. Okay. Um, I've heard from several different people at church, and including my husband, that pharmacia is the um, a state in which you take drugs and it alters your mind. Um, does that include coffee and and other stimulants like coffee or, or caffeine or things that stimulate your mind and yeah. alter your mind as far as somebody can get really high stuff on coffee is pharma is pharmacia mm-hmm. coffee or coffee pharmacia yeah i'm gonna just say no and then we can talk about some nuance on it okay so i'm gonna say it's not and i'll give you the reason why so the, the word pharmacia by the way you know this is the word from which we get our word pharmacy you know it refers right. to drugs um and it appears five times in the new testament so five times and i can even give you those places that actually surprisingly mostly in revelation and uh, galatians chapter 5 verse 20 also talks about that and i want to look that up real quick just to get context, Galatians 5.20, it says this. It says, The works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery. And right there, that word sorcery is the word mm-hmm. pharmakia. Enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, and divisions. Okay, so when pharmakia is talked about in the Bible, uh, yes, it does refer to you know, substances, right? And the the idea here being they are mind-altering substances. So I can see where someone would, you know, go from here over to coffee, right? Mm-hmm. But specifically what it's referring to is that the people who were doing these drugs at that time, um, it wasn't so much recreational uh, as it was. So, so we're talking about coffee, you know, maybe that falls under the category of recreational, right? Okay. So we have an issue with that in our society today, obviously, you know, with uh, recreational drugs in many different forms. But uh, specifically, this idea of pharmacia was drugs, mind-altering substances that were used for the purpose of um, religious purposes, right? So we're talking about sorcery, witchcraft, these kinds of mm-hmm. things. It was about getting into a disassociative state in which you could experience you know, some sort of spiritual experience or ability that you don't normally have. Okay. And and so that would um, apply, you know, I think that you could look at some Native American practices like peyote. You could look at other uh, places in the world where these practices still go on, 
right? Like um, Santeria in, in right. some parts of the Caribbean where um, these practices still go on. People go into dissociative states um, with the use of drugs in order to have a spiritual experience. Right? This is what people do sometimes even in our society with LSD. Um, but that's not the same thing as like, let's say coffee, which of course, you know, we're going to, we're going to have this to ask this question on several levels, right? So coffee, can you uh, develop a, an addiction, a physical addiction to coffee? Well, yeah, obviously you can. So that we have to mm -hmm. ask the question whether or not it is a good thing or if it's something that we should avoid. Um, you know, I, I would put it more in the category with nicotine, um, caffeine, you know, in the sense of mm -hmm. it is not altering your mental state to the point of where you're in a dissociative state, right? Like where you're unable okay. to be in control of yourself. If anything, you could maybe argue that coffee might help you be in a little bit more control of yourself in some cases. But um, there, there's two la final thoughts I have on this, and then I'll, I'll let you go or let you uh, ask any further questions. But one of them is, um, you know, we live in Colorado, right? And so obviously the marijuana thing has been in the news for a really long time. It's definitely part right. of what we deal with here in Colorado on a daily basis. Um, and so people ask, you know, hey, if it's legal, then is it okay to do it? And I would say, well, from a biblical perspective, the, the key verse that you want to look at is in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. So I wouldn't even bring up the pharmacia thing when it comes to marijuana. But what I would bring up is Ephesians 5, verse 18, which says, Do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, um, marijuana obviously wasn't as big of an issue in Ephesus, at 2,000 years ago as it is in Colorado today. But uh, I believe the principle is absolutely true across the board. What he's saying is he's, he's comparing and contrasting two things. Do not be in the control of a substance, but be under the control of the Holy Spirit. And right. you know, don't give yourself over to the control of a substance where you're no longer in control, but let the Holy Spirit, if you're going to give control over yourself to anything, Absolutely give it to the Holy Spirit and let that be the controlling force in your life. And so um, here's the final thing I would say. So in this reason, I don't think that coffee falls in that category. But I will say this. Um, Paul says in, in Romans chapter 14, you know, nothing in and of itself is sin. But if something is a sin to you, then don't do it. Abstain from right. it as unto the Lord. And for you to do that thing, if you believe it's a sin, would be a sin. And um, and so what that right. means is this. If you have a conviction that you shouldn't be drinking coffee, then by no means should you be drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. What about the fact if it makes someone more emotional? Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if it is causing you to lose control over yourself, and, you know, mm -hmm. that would bring you back to Ephesians 5 there. Like, if you're losing okay. control over yourself, and it's not the Holy Spirit who's primarily in control of your thoughts, emotions, etc., um, I would say, yeah, you should distance yourself from that. Um, I think with caffeine, you know, it's something that some people enjoy. It's something that some people like. Um, but if it ever gets to the point of it becomes like a controlling factor in your life, then I think that, um, you know, you definitely want to put that aside. We should not be under the controlling influence of anything other than the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. That answered my question. Awesome. I appreciate you, it. Christine. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you.
You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. The number to call, 303-690-3000, or text us, 720-336-0897. Let's go to David in Littleton, Colorado. Hi, David. Welcome to the program. Hey, Pastor Nick. How are you doing? Doing great. What's up? Uh, so I was just going to say, I have a piece of junk phone, so if I lose you, I apologize. But um, okay. So I was just going to say, on Friday's call, um, there was a woman or girl calling in, I think her name was Ari, uh, and she said that her husband had brought uh, some sort of an addiction into their marriage, uh, and he just recently confessed it to her. Mm. Um, so I'm only assuming what it was, but uh, I can say, just from my experience, that uh, I had a similar situation. Uh, and I think they're in their first year of marriage, so she said she's taken it really hard. Um, but in my marriage, uh, I had a similar thing where uh, I had a, an addiction that I had brought in with, uh, brought into the relationship, and then you know finally came to confess it to my wife uh, after about three years. Um, and uh, it was awful, but I think I just wanted to give some encouraging words to her, just say that uh, the fact that her husband is you know, brought it to her attention and confessing to her uh, is a really good sign just to say that, you know, he's sick of what he's doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it kills him to keep doing this, and so that's why he wants to make it right with her uh, and with God, uh, that he values their relationship in that regard. So, um, and I can say on our marriage, uh, we just went through nine years, and everything's going great. So uh, that's kind of just what I wanted to say. Yeah, you know, one of the verses that comes to mind in this regard is in Ephesians 5, where Paul says this to the Ephesians. He says, Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Um, and he says, um, It is shameful to speak of things that people do in secret, but when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. Uh, for anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, awake, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And he's kind of giving us a picture um, of something which it kind of uh, harkens back to an Old Testament thing. So, you know, back in Leviticus, one of the ways that um, sin was pictured was with the idea of mold. And, um, you know, mold and fungus is a picture of sin in, in many ways. One of the ways that mold and fungus is a picture of sin is that it grows in the dark. It spreads in the dark. And the, on the other hand, you know, if you open up the windows and you shine light on that mold, it kills it. And so that's kind of the picture that Paul is, is referring back to, hearkening back to, is, hey, remember how in the Old Testament, in Leviticus, sin is kind of pictured like mold. He says, well, it's the same thing for us today. And what we need to do is with these unfruitful works of darkness is expose them to the light. Now, that doesn't mean that we're, we tell everybody every deep, dark secret. But in our marriages, we, mm-hmm. we want to we want to do that and have that person in that safe place. Or, or maybe it's some friend of yours who, who you can trust, right? And you can bring that thing out to the light and say, you know what? I don't want this to have control over my life anymore. And one of the ways that I'm going to break control of this thing over my life is I'm going to not just confess it to God, but I'm going to confess it to other people who I know love me and who can who can keep me accountable and who I can trust. And, you know, we read in James chapter 5, he says, confess your sins one to another. And I would say, I think this is a spiritual discipline 
which is largely neglected in our individualistic society today, right? Because we're so worried about privacy in our society. We're so worried about, um, you know, becoming vulnerable or, um, you know, we're so individualistic. We think, you know, it's that American Lone Ranger mentality. But what the Bible is calling us to do is something which I think, frankly, scares most of us. I think it scares me most of the time. You know, being able to confess our sins to each other, what it does is that it breaks the power of those addictions over our lives. Um, and it brings them out in the, f in, the, in the forefront. You know, I really think that so many times uh, we need to really understand the power of Christian community because we're not called to do this alone. So thank you so much, David, for sharing that encouraging word. And I really hope that person is listening. And, yeah. uh, and uh, let me just close now. Let's, let's pray for people who are also struggling with similar addictions. So Sure. Sorry, I just wanted to say one other quick thing. Sure. It's just that, um, we're, you know, obviously, you know, really working um, to address these things. But, uh, yeah, I, ha I can say I haven't had any lapse or any issues with that uh, in six years. So I'm very grateful to, that we were able to work through it. So Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for David and how you worked in his life to help him overcome this addiction. Thank you for uh, the fact that he was, uh, you gave him the courage and the strength and the grace to bring this to his wife. And I pray, I thank you, Lord, for his wife who had the grace and the courage to mm -hmm. deal with that with him. And I, I thank you for how you're working in their life. Thank you for nine years of marriage and six years without relapse. That is great. And Lord, it is your glory that that's the case. And uh, Lord, we pray for this other caller from Friday uh, dealing with their marriage. Um, Lord, we pray for other people who are listening, maybe who haven't yet gotten to that place of, of bringing the deeds of darkness in their life out into the light and confessing them to somebody. But Lord, I pray that they would. I pray that they would uh, hear the call of wisdom, like, uh, like Proverbs 7 says, calling out in the streets and that they would respond. And Lord, we pray that you would break the bonds of addiction in people's lives. And Lord, we pray that you would use relationships and Christian community uh, in that work. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, God bless you, David. Thanks for calling. Yes, in. thank you. No problem. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nick Cady from Whitefields Community Church in Longmont, Colorado, taking your calls and texts on the air today. We've got a few minutes left in the show. We've got a text message that came in from someone named Pam. Pam says, I have a co-worker and his son is dying of cancer. I would like to ask for prayer for his son's strength as he feels there is no reason to have faith for healing. His liver is clearing up and I'm asking for prayer to change his heart. All things are possible through Christ. Well, let's pray for uh, this son. I can imagine it, it can be very hard going through something like that, but very, how encouraging to see that he's getting better. Uh, let's pray for him. Heavenly Father, thank you for Pam and her heart for this co-worker and for this son uh, who is struggling with cancer and perhaps even dying. Lord, we pray that you'd be with this co-worker, be with the Son. Lord, we do pray for healing. We pray, Lord, we know that all things are possible uh, for us, Lord, because of you, because you're the one who is all-powerful. So we do ask that by your power, by your strength, by your wisdom, that you would bring healing uh, to this young man's life and to his body. And Lord, I pray for um, for their attitude as well. Lord, I pray that uh, they would have faith, not just faith that you would heal them, but Lord, faith in the gospel, 
that the, in that what we talked about earlier, that eschaton, that great hope that we have as Christians of your coming and the fact that when you come, we who are believers, we will be caught up to you. We will be transformed and we will be with you forever. Lord, thank you for that great hope that we have of the resurrection, that these bodies that are often broken and falling apart, Lord, that we are going to get new bodies in Christ and we are going to have them forever and they will be good and perfect. And so, Lord, I pray that they would have hope in the gospel because of what you've done and what you promised to do in the future. And no matter what happens, Lord, may they hold on to that, that there is healing coming, whether in this life or in the one to come. But Lord, may they cling to that promise, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, we've come to the last two minutes of our program. So I just want to take the opportunity for those of you uh, to, to tell you, those of you in the Longmont area, about our church. Our church is called Whitefields Community Church. That's the church I pastor. And we would love to have you join us if you're looking for place to worship and a body to belong to. Um, we have some great things going on at Whitefields. We have a school of ministry. We have community groups starting up, and we would love for you to get involved with us. You can find more information about us over at Whitefields Community Church uh, on our website. That's whitefieldschurch.com, whitefieldschurch.com, or you can look us up on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram, all the main platforms. Uh, every week, something that I could share with you guys, every week we uh, put out a kind of 10-minute YouTube video in which uh, myself and Pastor Mike, who is our worship pastor here at Whitefields, we discuss some things regarding theology and questions about culture and things that people are talking about from a biblical perspective. We'd love for you to check that out on our YouTube channel. Just look up Whitefields Community Church on YouTube. And you can check that out. God bless you. I'll be with you next week on Calvary Live. Have a great evening. God bless. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.